Well, hello and welcome once again to Beat the Reset. My name is Tim and I am the guy in the hat. And today I wanted to talk to you about healthcare and the digital twin system. This is a topic that is almost unspoken about in the mainstream media and you have to get a little bit off the track to actually find out a little bit of information about what exactly is going on. While the entire world is consumed with Tucker Carlson interviews with Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump running for the President of the United States uh, and wars in the Middle East between Iran and the United States and Palestine and Israel, Behind the scenes, the corporations and the central bankers are preparing a whole new world, what George Orwell would have been called, uh, would have called Brave New World. Uh, This has been prepared all for our benefit, of course, and all for our convenience. And that is the topic that I really wanted to talk to you about today because there's very few commentators around the world that are entertaining the idea of digital twin, let alone understand it, let alone know about it. And at Beat the Reset, we have some cutting-edge information, which may, of course, uh, be a benefit to you and, and maybe even save your children and grandchildren one day. So what is exactly uh, what is it exactly that's going on here? So the digital twin system was originally designed by McKinsey & Co., formed in 1926 and the shadow government of the United States, arguably throughout the 20th century. So McKinsey & Co., Rolls-Royce. So most people think that Rolls-Royce just simply make beautiful cars. Um, That would be lovely if that was the case, but of course there's many more things that Rolls-Royce are involved in. Uh, One of them, of course, is the design of the, uh, the digital twin system. Uh, Then, of course, we've got the Department of Defence. Now, these three corporations essentially uh, have white papers that talk about uh, the Digital Twin Cities programs, how they they define an asset, uh, what an asset is, for example, animate or inanimate, alive or not. Uh, exactly what sort of information they would like from each asset. So in order for that to happen, each asset has to be defined. Uh, In other words, what is the operating feature or what is the function, if you like, of a motor vehicle? What is the function of a tree? What is the function of a waterfall? What is the function of a park bench? You know, or what is the function of a building? You know, all of these things are written in the white papers of McKinsey & Co., Rolls-Royce and the Department of Defence. And they're written in there for the purposes of defining uh, assets f- for the, uh, the real purpose of extracting data or information about that asset. And more importantly... Uh, extracting information in real time. So this is a real-time grid that we're talking about. So what exactly is the grid that's extracting this information? Well, that is an incredibly good question because if it wasn't for organisations like the International Organisation for Standardisation, who is a globalist organisation, uh, the standards that, uh, that, that of course, govern uh, construction and building and uh, basically everything uh, wouldn't take place. And uh, the reason – let me define that. And what I mean by that is that 
the International Organization for Standards, formed in 1947, sits under the banner of the United Nations, is a globalist organization tasked with standardizing everything on the globe effectively. Now, because they can do that and they can set out standards, what it means is their venture capitalist buddies can uh, wait in the wings for the standard to be implemented. And then, of course, the venture capitalists turn up with all their solutions, which we see time and time again throughout our lives and have done since the dawn of time. Have you ever wondered why every time we have something new appear on the horizon, there's always a solution that's being sold to you, ready to go, and nobody seems to have designed it or taken any time? So, uh, as I said, the International Organization for Standardization is largely responsible for driving that. And, of course, from this, what we get is the Digital Twin Cities program, and we have standards for literally just about every part of it, um, including uh, standards for how the information will be collected, how will the grid operate. The grid we're talking about is the smart grid, S-M-A-R-T, Self-Managed Analysis Reporting Technology. Most people think that the smart grid stands for intelligent grid. It does not, and it's just convenient that it happens to have some some sort of coincident uh, coincidence with its uh, definition. But smart grid is as dystopian as, as anything else that these uh, central bankers and corporations can come up with. Smart grid starts, of course, with things like your Fitbits um, and your smart devices, your Wi-Fi within your house, your lighting systems. You might remember the government coming around many years ago offering you free lighting systems. What are those lighting systems? What exactly are they doing? Are they collecting information? Uh, is it a bi-directional... <coughs> light system, you know, and so on and so forth. What exactly are they used for? The street lamps and street lights, what are they all about? Uh, who set the standard for those? You know, so you know that the somewhere in there when the street lamps were put in in your street that there was some sort of standard that they had to adhere to, of course, set by the IOS, Globalist Organisation, uh, has its, of course, venture capitalist buddies and, of course, they have the white papers from uh, McKinsey & Co and Rolls-Royce and the Department of Defence which essentially together they can work out what they want to use and how they want to set up this system uh, for the purposes of control surveillance and, uh, and so on and so forth. And uh, so what we've ended up with now in 2024 is something called the Digital Twin Cities Program that has largely started, was largely started in Victoria in Australia. Um, now, of course, Melbourne, uh, which is the capital city of Victoria, was one of the, lowest, the most locked down cities in the world. And we are starting to potentially see why, because in the October of 2022, just out of lockdown, we saw the installation of essentially the Digital Twin Cities program at the 3D kind of level. Now, Digital Twin Cities is, of course, uh, the culmination of multiple technologies, technologies such as XLM, XRP, uh, HBAR, IOTA, which, of course, is the Internet of Things, uh, Quant, uh, and so on and so forth. So it's a culmination of essentially ISO technologies. Again, more digital technologies that have achieved an ISO rating for their messaging capabilities. So Digital Twin is largely what is going to drive the future. Digital Twin will essentially supersede tokenization. In fact, it will incorporate tokenization. Um, so Digital Twin is really the end game for so many of these corporations. Tokenization will precede it with central bank digital currencies, but they will all culminate in this, uh, again, Digital uh, Twin Cities program. 
But the reason I jumped on here tonight was to talk to you about the healthcare aspect because it looks like we are seeing the annexation of Digital Twin now for the healthcare industry. And this is particularly problematic because the original Digital Twin Cities program was talking about assets from the perspective of just tracking their whereabouts uh, and location and extracting as much data as they could. Now, of course, we're going a touch deeper with the healthcare systems annexing uh, digital twin technologies for the purposes of looking inside uh, essentially human bodies and maybe even animals and so on. And not just that, but also for the purposes of managing the devices attached to humans as well. So if you've got a pacemaker or something like that or a slow-release hormone device or something that's uh, essentially within your body, the digital twin system can interact with that, which does beg the question, what exactly is it going to do? What sort of messaging will be sent between the device and the digital twin system. Now, in this digital twin healthcare system, humans are classified as physical entities and they are given three statuses, which are rather concerning for me. The three statuses uh, they are given are termination. So what to do with a physical uh, entity that has reached the end of its existence. Um, it will, it's classified as an entity. It's not even called human. Uh, and these entities will be tracked, of course, fully traced, and uh, it will incorporate uh, a real-time diagnostic approach. So, so as you're wandering around, there is something within you that is uh, sending signals to the smart grid. Uh, and the smart grid is, of course, aggregating that data, working not on, working out not only your whereabouts, but what is your heart rate, what is your blood flow, what is your temperature, what is your the acidity of your body, are you anxious, all of those things. Um, so this is all being fed through the smart grid system to uh, a digital twin healthcare monitoring system that's going to essentially use AI to communicate with you. So effectively, you're going to get a phone call from your medical institution uh, or your doctor and it's, or even a text through some sort of app that's going to basically tell you that um, you could potentially get sick and that you may potentially have a heart attack in three weeks' time or that you might need to have a kidney transplant in 10 years so you better come in now or you may get cancer, you know, six months from now so you better come in and start your treatment even though you haven't actually got any signs of it just yet. This is called prognostic. In other words, they're going to, using AI uh, with diagnostics, look at uh, your body, your history, your vaccination status, all of these things, of course, um, and it's going to be aggregated and then, of course, calculated through a prognostic engine that's going to determine essentially your future as far as medical con is concerned. So, you know, we've known medical, uh, our medical uh, healthcare system from a, from a viewpoint of we largely decided when we would go to the doctor, we would largely decided when we would go to the hospital, we decided when we were sick, but that's all about to change. With digital twin healthcare, that actually predicts everything for you. You don't have to do anything at all. In fact, all you have to do is uh, go about your daily life and wait to receive updates from the AI healthcare system regarding your medical state. So this will uh, have things to do with not only physical, like, uh, as I said, uh, kidneys and pancreas and uh, digestive system. It will also uh, move into the mental phase as well, which will be de uh, depression, dementia, 
dementia, you know, discombobulation, confusion, stress, you know, all of these things will be, uh, of course, governed by this AI bot or this AI algorithm that's largely going to be driving this digital twin healthcare system. It's quite dystopian. But the, the, the hard part that really uh, is difficult to get your head around here is that because the entire digital twin system runs on essentially the same blockchain, it means that all of the following are tied together as one. For example, central bank digital currencies run on this blockchain. Uh, We also have carbon credits. So your footprint, your carbon footprint and your central bank digital currency will be connected. Then, of course, you have your social credit score, which is, of course, everything that you do, uh, which is aggregated and governed. Now, of course, they're all going to go together. So, so so far we've got uh, a culmination of your carbon footprint, your central bank digital currency and your social credit score, which will all work together. So if one of them isn't right, one, something else may not function properly. But to add uh, insult to injury, we've now got healthcare coming on board as well. So if you're not up to date with certain things, that's probably the best way to say it, um, then you may find that your central bank digital currency ceases to function until such time that you amend certain situations from a healthcare viewpoint. Uh, So, of course, we know that uh, this is never used for good, even though we are being told that the medical industry is embracing digital twin healthcare because of the positive benefits it brings. But the question is, positive benefits to whom exactly? Um, Now, of course, the healthcare industry is talking about the ability to be able to accurately uh, uh, diagnose certain drugs. Um, There's also an experimental side to this, so they can actually experiment on your digital twin to work out what is best for you. Now, the question is, are those experiments for good or are they for evil? We actually have no idea to the answer for that, but I think I can have a flying swing uh, which way I would probably go on this. And then, of course, based on their tests that the AI uh, is doing on you, you'll be recommended and uh, told that you need certain medications and so on. Now, the thing is, of course, is that if you don't do these things, you could be classified as contaminated. You could be classified as a threat um, to other people. Um, Now, of course, this leads me into other sorts of legislation which can trigger states of emergency. Um, in Australia, it can even trigger things like uh, compulsory acquisition. So if your property and the house you live in is classified um, as a contaminated zone, you can lose your property. That is written uh, constitutionally under compulsory acquisition in the United States, eminent domain. In the UK, it's expropriation. So this medical kind of approach using AI uh, could go a whole lot further. And of course, in Singapore, they've gone to the 4D version of Digital Twin, which gives them the capability to put on a set of augmented reality glasses and literally look inside your body at certain features. And again, it's a bi-directional system. Information comes in, information goes out. Uh, in the old days, it used to be called a BIOS, basic in-out system. So uh, the question, of course, is how is this information being collected in real time? And that is a conversation that I will leave for another day because it is so dystopian, the way this information is being gathered in real time, uh, it really is outside the scope of this particular uh, podcast. So I hope that's given you a little bit of an insight into what's coming with Digital Twin Healthcare, uh, very dystopian, as I said, used for uh, evil generally, not for good, even though it'll, all the benefits will be sold to the common man as a good thing. Uh, you can pretty much back it in. And all of this is meant to be a multi 
a billion dollar investment, all done and dusted and ready by 2030 to coincide with a full Digital Twin Cities program. Anyway, that's it for me, the guy in the hat. I hope you learned something today on Digital Twin Healthcare. I'll be coming back to talk about this, uh, of course, in much, much more detail. I also have a new book that I'll be writing this year. So until I see you next time, make sure you're looking after your health. That's your number one non-negotiable. Look after your family and your loved ones. And of course, as always, make good choices.